That's ridiculous. What kind of fool believes everything that they hear? You believed everything you heard about me. I believed it because you're trying to steal my man. You don't have a man. <laughs> For the last time, I'm working on it. Welcome to the Libra Green Show. Oh, baby. Nah. Welcome to the Libra Green Show. I am your host, the one and only, until somebody makes it fa- more famous than me and steals my name because it's such an awesome name, the one and only Libra Green. I do apologize for the wait for in between episodes. Uh, a lot of things kind of happened. I actually got really busy one weekend and then I got sick. Like I lost my voice completely. Well, not completely, but I mean, my voice is still not even all the way back. So I think I might have like a sinus infection or something. Ooh, that's not good. I guess I should stop kissing on niggas for niggas get sick. I don't really care if niggas get sick. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, you know, I'm probably trying to go to the doctor this week because I don't want, as my good friend Cherry said to me, you don't want it to spread to your chest. I'm like, yeah, that is true. I don't really want an infection in my chest. But anyway, um, you know, everything has been going pretty well other than that. Well, actually, not entirely. So... You know, I've been continuing to work, just getting more in the swing of my new job. Still new to me. I've only been there a month. And it's crazy how quickly that month went by. Um, still working on my music, which kind of reached a halt for a moment just because between me losing my voice, like, I, you know, I got paid and I wanted to book some more time, but I don't know when my voice is going to be back. I was also going to book um this little performance situation and then I realized again I don't fully have my voice so I'm like I might just kind of bite the bullet and you know do it anyway because I have enough voice I don't I mean, at the same time I don't want to fuck my voice up by like doing too much but I don't know we'll see damn why do I never like have water when I sit down I guess I'm gonna have to get a water some water in between uh my first break but anyway I had a little bit of water here but um, yeah, as far as music goes, like aside from the sickness, I uh, the song that I've been um, working on and I'm trying to put, I was trying to have out on a certain day, but shit, I definitely don't see that happening now. Um, the studio I was recording at, or the studio I recorded the song at, you know, the song is in the post-production phase as in, you know, mixing and mastering. You know, I didn't really have any more vocals to put down on it, but I went to work on it to do the mixing and mastering hopefully i was gonna i was hoping i was gonna get that song that day and um like the monitor one of the monitors in the you know the monitor which is like you know the speaker one of the monitors fucking blew out or the main monitor blew out and my engineer couldn't work on the song he's oh yeah we're gonna reschedule i'm gonna give you an extra hour which i don't even think i need the extra hour because really we're just finishing up mixing and mastering mixing and mastering unless he'll let me use the hour for like another session or something and you know i left him that day that was last sunday he said i'll call you when i get the new monitor or whatever but he has not called it's officially been a week and um you know i went on his website to look at the scheduling to see if i could like you know almost passive aggressively 
remind him. But it wouldn't even be passive aggressive. It would just be me taking the effort, the initiative to just rebook the the time. And it would be better because I'm fitting it into when he's already available. He don't have to move anything around for me. He just has to know that I'm not paying because it's like a makeup session or whatever, whatever. But um, he really don't even have any time available for me. Unless it's the weekend. So I don't... I don't know. I'm maybe I have to just call him directly. But again, he'd be so busy that I don't even know if he'll ever have time to answer the call. But I don't know. So that's that's kind of sucked. I was very sad that day. I was very 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 sad. That kind of ruined my day. I was so anxious, like so excited to get to the fucking studio to get the song done, and you know didn't even get the bitch done. I wanted my file back. But um, in other news, so I just recently, as in like an hour or so ago, if that, I purchased a Mariah ticket. Like, oh my God, I'm actually, it hasn't sunk in yet that I'm going to see Mariah. Wow, I'm really going to see Mariah, y'all. This is crazy. So, you know, I can finally cross her off my list of my favorites. Like, I've gotten to see, I've gotten to see, like, majority of my favorites in the last two years. Two or three years. And it's so great. Like, I've seen Brandy, like, three times. I've seen, I got to see JoJo. I've seen Elle. I've seen Tinashe. I've seen TLC. Like, damn, this is fucking awesome. This is so fucking awesome. Like, I get to actually say I saw Mariah. And then, like, once I see Rihanna and I see Beyonce, then I can really, like, for the most part, I can, I could like, really say I've seen my faves that I could actually, that I'm actually around to see. Like, you know, the biggest one would be if I could have seen Michael, that would have just been, like, you know. That's why anybody I talk to who'd be like, oh, yeah, I've seen him. Like, shut the fuck up. Don't talk to me. Like, you don't brag. Like, that's, like, the most disrespectful thing you can do is, like, it's different if I'm talking to, uh, you know, shout outs again to my good sister, Cherry, because she has, like, memories with Michael, and she's seen Michael and, you know, interacted with him and stuff. So that, I, I love hearing those stories. But, like, bitch, if you saw the motherfucking, like, Bad World Tour, bitch, you want a fucking cookie, bitch, like, I'll beat your asshole. Like, um... The owner of the last job I was at, you know, the one that I just could not stand, but, you know, she was kind of nice and nice sometimes, you know, all that good shit from that job. Yeah, she told me she saw him on the, I think, actually, I don't even think she said she went to the, either she, if she didn't go to the bad tour, she went to uh, the victory tour, which is, you know, the Jackson's tour, which Michael kind of also used as his tour for the promotion for Thriller and kind of, sort of. But I think she said she saw the bad tour, which is kind of even more amazing because that was his last um, which is crazy that that was his last tour in the, like the main continental USA, other than like you know when he did Hawaii for the subsequent tours. But um, yeah, she saw him, and I'm like, bitch, this one I thought I couldn't dislike you even more. Like, get out the fuck out of the fuck out of my face. But um, you know, that's that on that. But other than that, um, mentally I've been. But well, I could say I've had a few days here and there where I just, you know, I've had increased anxiety at this new job just because it's a lot. Sometimes I just get tired. If I don't eat or I don't sleep enough or a combination of the two, it's it's hell. However, there was one day, like I think Friday, the because when I come home from Spit That Thursdays, I do not sleep a lot at all. I usually get like three hours of sleep. And I slept, overslept so much that I didn't eat breakfast. So it was kind of fucked up, but I had actually a really great day. And then on top of that, we've all had to deal with daylight savings, of course. So I know everybody, I, won't, I can't speak for everybody, but I know a lot of y'all, a lot of us have been struggling. So if you've been out there struggling with your sleeping habits and 
getting up on time, getting able to to get to sleep, know that you're not alone because my ass is struggling too. Hopefully week number two will be better, but I don't know why daylight savings literally kicked all. I feel like all of our asses across the board, like my sister, my mother, my coworkers, like everybody has been complaining about it. And I'm just like, why was it so awful this year? Like it really kicked our fucking asses. I just don't get it. Like I feel like, and of course Monday was national nap day. And I'm like, I feel like we all should have just been allotted one hour. We all get an extra hour. At our jobs, so we get to be an hour late to school, to work, to classes, to court, whatever we fuck we got to do. We should have an extra hour, at least. Because I still yawn. You see, you hear me fucking yawning through this fucking podcast because I just haven't gotten the shit together exactly. But, you know, I'm doing good, though. You know, I feel good. Weekends is usually when I use, I use that to uh, sleep. But I didn't sleep much Friday going into Saturday. I, I did, but it's just like. I woke up early and didn't go back to sleep, so that was weird. Uh, and then sat, I don't really know how much I slept last night. I do know. God, I'm so sorry. I keep yawning. I do know. I ordered a steak sub last night, and I was like already falling asleep before it even came. But I knew I needed to eat because I was fucking starving. So I ate that fucking steak sub and like conked the fuck out on the couch. So there's that. But yeah, you know, sleep is not a... Which is funny because... That plays perfectly into a little bit of what I wanted to discuss this week about sleeping habits and the way they do play in uh play into your uh you know your mental things. I hope that this is not something I discussed on the last show and just kept it on my list to discuss for this show. I'm actually be really mad. So in between this break, I'm gonna go listen to the last show just to make sure I ain't already discussed this. And if not, if I did, I'm going to switch it out for one of my other topics. So bear with me. We're going to take a break and I will be back after whatever tune I decide to supply you niggas with. All right. Look, listen, I'm still a little sick, so if that sounded a little bad, you could hear the sickness in my voice. I don't know why I'm so, like, I always got to give disclaimers when I sing because I'm like, hey, I'm a singer, but I ain't perfect. But anyway, welcome back from that lovely musical break. If you're unfamiliar with that song, that is uh, Kiana Lide, X. Great song, beautiful song. Another song that, you know, I was put onto thanks to the wonderful BET Soul. Great channel, great lineup. They have great programming, man. I love when they put thought into their programming. Like, they'll play a video, and then they'll play the video like that, the preceding song samples. Like, I think that's so dope. So, 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 so dope. And, um, um, yeah, so I did investigate a little bit into that last episode. I don't think I discussed this yet, but even so, I mean, it's just important because it sparked a poem I wrote. And, um, yeah, so it's like the idea of 
of getting enough sleep. Now, damn, I just don't, don't know why. I feel like I talked about this, but hey, I'm going to just do my best and share my knowledge on the subject and hopefully, you know, I, I don't sound stupid or like we've discussed this before. But, and especially with the things that have taken place. The funny part was I had that already, I think, written down to discuss. And then there's daylight savings that played in the this week and then, you know, in my beginning spiel. So it just, it belongs to this week's conversation regardless. But I just, and so I wrote a poem about, it doesn't have a title, but it was about um, growing up basically. And it was about my the the child version of me being disappointed in the adult version of me and just you know not not being happy with where my life is going and because I that was it it stemmed from me not getting enough sleep one day and I was very emotional that day I didn't cry or anything I just was emotional I was very upset and I was like exhausted I was tired and I didn't want to go to work and I was like I can't believe I'm in another job I don't want to be in now don't get me wrong I love my job. And I think everybody knows, including them, they know that that is not the end-all, be-all for me. I'm, I love the job. I will do my best in performing that job. But I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, yeah, I want to be here forever. I want to move up in the company, and I want to eventually own my own insurance agency because that's not me. I'm here to do a job. I'm here to earn a check, and I'm here to perform the best I can and do my job properly. I have no problem saying I'm here for a check, but I also need you to know that I'm going to perform and do, you know, perform to the best of my abilities because that's what I do. I'm not going to slack on this job because I'm still getting paid. I'm going to take every responsibility y'all toss at me. I'm going to, you know, do this. I'm going to learn that. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go that extra mile because that's my job. That's what I'm here. That's what I'm being paid for. But it is, is it something I want to do for a long time? No, it is not. You know, and and this job seems like they're actually they they're very hip to that and they understand that not just with me but in general like I've heard them even say you know even if you're you're, you're you know like I I mentioned on the last show about them asking about goals and they was like even if your goals are not you know um you're not insurance we really want to help you do this that and the third but again that's also at the same time it's almost a little manipulative because it's like yes we do we can say we care but we just want you to work hard and you know which is fine because as long as Y'all seem like y'all care, even if you really don't. I believe they care. They're, they're nice people. But even if y'all seem like y'all care enough to where y'all going to encourage me to do well, that is okay because that's more than I can say for the last fucking jobs I've had. That is way more than I can say for them. They ain't giving no fucks. Now, I will say I had... Now, it's different when you have, like, the owners and then, you know, the management. Like, the management I had at the last jobs, like I told y'all, some of them were, like, gung-ho about me having, even having a podcast, listening to my album. I had a couple of them that listened to my album, and, like, that was so amazing to me. So, that is different. But as far as, like, they didn't give a fuck about no goals. But, like, I had my, the owner of the company walk into my, uh, my office the other day and walk past my desk, and he was, like, you know, asking about uh, the people in the picture on my desk my family and where they're from and and this is one of the other agency owners asked about like my sister and where she went to school i don't know why people always think we're from here me and my family they swear i look familiar people swear i look familiar oh what high school did you go to um high school not in this area bitch i even after high school i lived in memphis i am not from this motherfucking area i did not move well maybe unless they saw me when i used to come here as a kid which i doubt because i spent most of the time at my sister's apartment 
And anywhere I was, I was with her. So you ain't seen me, nigga. But anyway, I'm grossly off topic. The whole point of that is, you know, to get your sleep. Right. So when I don't sleep enough, I get anxious. My anxiety heightens my Depression seems to want to, you know, revive itself because I don't think it's dead, but it'll just like awaken itself and it'll pop back up and, you know, man, it'll manifest big time. So when I wrote that poem about that and it was about, uh, you know, just the childhood me being being disappointed in the adult me because I have not accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. And I was I was very sad that morning because I'm just like, what am I going to do? And you know what? What I will say is I actually think about this every day, even if I'm not sad or depressed or, you know, I still think, what am I, what the fuck are we going to do every day? It's like, you know, basically the conclusion of that poem was that I'm I'm just getting started in life. And I am. I am only 25, but still the clock does tick. The clock don't stop moving. And I do think that every day, okay, what the fuck are we doing? Yet another day has gone by and I have not made a movement with my music, with my career, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm still, I haven't gotten the fucking song back. I haven't even finished. The song is taking way longer. I put more money into it than anticipated. Like, I'm stuck. And I feel that a lot. And how this relates back to that topic is sometimes lack of sleep is going to fuel those thoughts most of the time. And so I find that to combat that, you need to sometimes take your ass to bed. You got to tear yourself away from your phone, from your social media, from your music, from the TV. Sometimes you, 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 a nigga, a bitch, you got to tear yourself away from sex and whatever you have to do to get your ass to sleep. Because sleep is sleep, water, and air and food, of course, are, shown, are proving to me, proving to be the most important things in your life, in my life. Sleep, water, food, air, sex. Sex comes in there as well. You see, you know, you know how to throw that in there. Sex is important, but not as important as those other things, of course. Like sleep really does make a huge difference. It makes a world of difference. Cause for me, it's just when I get don't I go don't get sleep. It's it's it fuels those thoughts and I just I I lose it. And I don't get a lot of sleep these days. So I'm really I'm deep breathing a lot. I'm I have a post-it note on my desk reminding me to breathe deeply now. So now it's like, it's a combination of me needing coffee and I need to breathe. And I don't want to have to like depend on so much on these other things. I would like to just be able to, and sometimes when I do go to bed early enough, I can survive the day with one nice cup of coffee. And I'm like, I'm in, my mood is still going. I'm good. I'm making the phone calls. I'm dealing with people properly. And, but sleep deprivation is real. And, like, depriving yourself of sleep really is not a good thing. And we do it a lot for different reasons. And I'm guilty of doing it to myself for no reason. Like, sometimes I'll be up waiting for somebody to reply to a message. Like, I've been to the in the point where I'm, like, waiting for somebody to reply to a message on Jack or Grinder because I might be getting some dick or something. And I'm just like, I'm depriving myself of sleep for some dick. Why am I doing this to myself? I deserve better. I deserve fucking better. And I had to to tell myself that. I'm like, nigga, you deserve better. You about to go to fucking work in the morning. You got to deal with all this shit and you holding yourself to fuck up, you know, for some bullshit. So it really is like imperative that we learn to sleep, you know, and the when you and when you can't, 
if you don't get the chance to, suppose maybe you got two jobs, you got this, that, and the third, you got school and you got to take your kids somewhere, you got to do a bunch of other things so you can't do that, then... You know, I do suggest you practice your deep breathing. You inhale, exhale. You do that a lot. You center yourself. You focus those energies. You drink water. You walk around. Go for a walk whenever you can. If you have free time to go for a walk, going for walks clears my mind. And once I started going for walks in 2017, that shit, that shit saved me a lot of trouble that year. We all know how much I talk about it. I did a whole episode about it. I probably mention it every week. That 2017 was the worst fucking year of my life, but that was also the year I learned the magic of going for a good walk. A good, lonely, quiet walk two o'clock in the morning outside. Sometimes decent weather. It'll be like the summer. A lot of times I slip on a pair of shorts, a t-shirt, sneakers, walk outside. Sometimes I just finished a bottle of wine and Going for that walk, maybe walk to 7-Eleven to get a snack or something, but just going for a walk, cry, talk, sing. The talking is really is what's going to help you. I talk to myself a lot when I go for walks. Hell, this is technically me talking to myself right now because y'all niggas ain't really here to listen to me right now. So, But talking to yourself, going for those walks, it really helps, especially when you're not able to get that kind of sleep that you need. But, um, you know, they say what I've learned, even recently, I saw on the news and stuff, they were just, I think that was on the news, they were talking about even those little bits of like naps and stuff, every little bit helps. So if you can like take an, I know I don't, I don't encourage taking, taking naps on um, public transportation, but excuse my yawning. It happens to me a lot. So (coughs) excuse me. It happens to me a lot. Like, I fall asleep on the fucking train and on the bus all the time. Like, just the other day, when I came home, I fell asleep right on the fucking um, bus. And Ubers, I always fall asleep in Ubers. So, really, if I'm tired and I get in any type of vehicle, I'm going to probably be knocked the fuck out. Like, when I'm on my way home from Spit That, I leave Spit That at, like, 2 or 3 a.m. Almost always fall asleep in that vehicle because it's such a long ride from there back to my home. And those help me. Those little naps, they do make a world of difference. So if you can squeeze one in somewhere, if you have an office where you can close the door and go to sleep, if you have like a station at work where there's an area for you can go to sleep, do that. If you could sleep, hmm, I would say, I don't know how I feel about sleeping in your car. If you feel secure sleeping in your car, I mean, as long as you can lock the doors, if you really need to, I would say sleep in your car. Also, if you have problems with sleep, um, I say, what is it? Me- melatonin, right? I would say try that. Uh, I hear good things about melatonin. Uh, ZZZZ Quill. I hear good things about that. I personally, unfortunately, well, it's different because I actually was sick at the same time, but I was like taking cough medicine and shit to get to sleep. It's also because I was sick and I wanted to be cured better. But a couple of them weeks when I wanted to catch up on sleep, I was like, no, no, bitch, I'm, I'm not about to not. You know, I'm not going to miss out on sleep So I took the little bit of medicine I had And I was like, I'm going to fucking sleep I'm sick of this shit And I did And I woke up Saturday feeling refreshed I was like, wow, this is amazing I was like kickboxing and shit I was like, yes, bitch But, you know, I wouldn't necessarily suggest that I ain't nobody doctor Do that at your own risk But, uh I be using, you know, medicine and shit I was like, like That ain't nothing to me I don't be giving that up Like but yeah, you know, just I really would like to encourage people to sleep. Everybody loves sleep. Sleeping is like really is an amazing thing. Once you, when you fall and you get to the age where you fall in love with sleeping, oh my God, that shit feels so good. And you just like that, that love affair you have with sleep, 
he was like, ooh, I can't wait to go home and go to sleep. And then you just did the idea of going to sleep or when you, like, lay down. I, hell, I feel like going to sleep right the fuck now. Like, when I got done with this, my plan was to, like, go take a bath. I might fall asleep in the fucking bathtub. But my plan was to, like, go ahead and take a bath and all that shit. I might, because I just bought some more bubble bath. Yay. I'm so happy because I ran out of bubble bath. And the last bath I took was great, but I didn't have bubble bath. Now I got bubble bath again. But, um, oh, uh, bubble bath. <laughs> um... Yeah, I might take a fucking nap after this shit. That probably would be wonderful. So yeah, um, a bottle of wine does it for me. Some good wine that gets me to sleep. I used to keep wine as a sleep aid for that when I felt like I wasn't going to be able to go to sleep. Um, So yeah, there's all different little types of things you can try to go to sleep. Ultimately, just get your sleep, dog. Rest in peace to Michael Jackson, too. I just think about that. Of course, I'm going to discuss him a little later because I'm fed the fuck up, of course. But, you know, I can't think about trouble sleeping and different methods of trying to get to sleep without thinking of Michael and his death. And I just get so sad because all he wanted was some sleep, some peace. Like, he was literally dying to get some sleep. And I just can't imagine what that's like to have nothing work. Like, they tried all those other things on him before they even gave him that fatal dose of propofol. Like... He just wanted to go to sleep. I can't even imagine that, having that much prob- that much trouble going to sleep. Think about how, like, you may have trouble getting to sleep, but for the most part, think about how easy it is for you to get to sleep. To, like, sometimes some people, like, masturbate, and that makes them go to sleep. Like I said, the wine thing. Um, sometimes food will put you to sleep. Of course, you get the itis. Uh, some people just can really lay down, close their eyes, go to sleep, end of the night. I'm yawning right now, so... You know, if I was to lay the fuck down after I finished this, I could go to sleep. But then I think about, I think about Michael and I'm just like, he couldn't, do, like, he could not get to sleep at all. So imagine that being taken from you. You being robbed of your natural ability to just get the fuck to sleep. And that's, that's heartbreaking in addition to, like, everything. And then, of course, the fact that he passed is the, the most heartbreaking of it all. But, like, he couldn't even get to fucking sleep. That is hurtful. That's so sad. So, you know. In his honor, when I go to sleep tonight, I'm gonna, you know, try to get a good as good night's sleep as possible for 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 my love, Michael. But um, I have another brief topic to discuss that revolves around. That's basically another non music topic. As you may may or may not know, the show is pretty much divided in between non music stuff, and then okay, it's like I do my my personal life spiel, then I do my basically my mental health portion. Mental health, maybe relationship stuff, feel. Then I move on to entertainment, which is mostly music. So I have another non-music topic to discuss. So I'm going to take another quick break, throw another jam in there, and I'm going to be right the fuck back, baby. Alrighty, guys, welcome back to the mother fucking Libra Green show. And of course, that song there was Girlicious Liar Liar from Girlicious' first album. That's a bomb ass album and a good ass song. Man, rest in peace, Girlicious. I swear, I swear, man. 
They never had a chance. They never got a real chance. It's so sad. But anyway, yes, I included that song for a reason. The name of the song is Liar Liar. And that is what I want to talk about. Pinocchio ass motherfuckers. No. Um, it's a lot less judgmental than that. I don't... Um, I like to not be so judgmental about things because there's a fucking reason for everything. And I just feel like if you if you just take the time to listen to somebody, then you'll understand a lot more. With the exception of like fucking racist motherfuckers. But even even okay, and I'm not even like I'm not a racist apolo I'm not a ra- racist apologist. Is that even a term? But yeah, I'm not an apologist for anybody who's a motherfucking racist, but there is a reason for everything, whether it be a good reason or not. There is a reason for everything. Sometimes you should listen to those reasons. But as far as like somebody being racist or homophobic or transphobic or anything like that, those reasons are never good. So let me throw that out there just so you fucking know. Anybody who's, um, you know, who is a child molester, anybody who's a rapist, anything like that, there's never a good reason for that shit. So be whether there's a reason or not, there's never a good one. So... You know, take that how you will. But I do believe there is a reason for everything. Somebody always is going to have some. There's always an explanation for the way somebody is. So as far as lying goes, um, I feel like a lot of the time people don't realize. And I really, I wish I remembered. I, I feel like I wrote this down so long ago that there was a specific situation that expired. And I really wanted to talk about it, but it's okay because I have, I feel I have strong feelings on the topic anyway that it won't even matter. But People don't be realizing how good it feels as an adult. It might actually, it might even be my own situation. Um, if how good it feels as a fucking adult to realize that you don't have to lie. I think a lot of the time as like kids and teenagers and like young, young adults, we get so caught up in the fact that we have to do this, we got to do that, and we got to protect this and protect people's feelings and stuff. And we lie and it becomes second nature. We lie to protect our significant others. We lie, and we get caught up, and it just it, it becomes it just it's a domino effect, and it just compound lies, compound more lies, more lies, and more lies, and it just becomes a whole web of lies. And you don't sometimes you just don't have to lie, or most times you don't have to lie, especially when you are grown. When you become a grown ass motherfucker, like I, I realized at some point I don't remember which job I was working at, but something took place, and I was like. I have back problems, I have bad feet, I have bills, I have bad credit, I got way too many fucking adult problems to be lying like I'm not an adult. I was like, I'm a grown ass man and you're not finna back me into no corner where I feel like I gotta lie to your bitch ass for no reason. So fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Like, that was kind of how I felt. And granted, there's a lot of negative energy behind that. That's kind of the mood that we're going for here. It's just like, why should I, why should I lie to you? I'm an adult, especially if you're an adult too. We're both adults. Why the fuck do I need to lie to you about anything? The truth feels so much better. And even if you don't realize it right away, the truth be feeling so much better. And what I think, what I can think of, what made me write about this or say that I wanted to talk about this was something I experienced. And I still feel like there was something else somebody else told me that was the reason. But anyway, I had a situation where I met somebody on Tinder. We matched. I thought he was cute. And his first message was basically, I think I was telling him he was cute. And he was saying something about um, my feet. Or he couldn't see my feet. He was just like, oh, you look like you could. Basically telling me I look like I could play a mean game of footies under the table or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, ha, ha, yeah, you know, if that's what you want, sure, I could. 
I can be pretty much anything anybody wants. I'm a chameleon, no pun intended. I say no pun intended because there's a bomb-ass Christina Milian song that I should play after this that, um, you know, is about that, and it's called Chameleon. It's one of the songs, Her in the Dream Day. It's like one of my favorites. But she, you know, she talk about, I can do this, I can be this, I can be that. You know, I can, I can be a ghetto bitch, yep, you love me. I could be suburban, dinner's in the oven. Like, she talk about all the different things she can be. And I'm like, you know, I can be a fucking chameleon. So, sure, I could I could play with your feet under the table if that's what you want. You know, you fine. You don't know that, daddy. So, we made plans to go to a restaurant. It didn't happen. He wanted this to happen at the restaurant, too. But So, he made plans to go to his place. He was like, you know, we could have brownies and wine at my place. You know, trying to be fancy and cute. I'm like, okay, cool, you know. He's like, I'll make you some brownies. And, you know, what kind of wine do you like? And I was like, I don't like red wine. I like white wines. I like rosé. I like pink Moscato. He's like, I don't like sweet wines. I'm like, okay, well, shit. Then don't buy me no fucking wine. Like, nigga, the fuck? But, you know. I was like, oh, it's okay. You know, I can buy my own wine. He's like, no, I'll buy one bottle for you, one bottle for me. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, that sounds better. Because wine ain't that expensive. I could go to 7-Eleven and buy me literally a $5 bottle of pink Moscato that tastes bomb as fuck and, you know, drink that shit. I just don't like wines that ain't sweet. Like, I I tell, I tell y'all all the time, I have a nasty-ass sweet tooth, and it appears in every little thing from breakfast to lunch to dinner. It pops up when I like alcohol, you know, so my sweet tooth ain't going nowhere, which is probably why I have such fucked up teeth anyway. Who child need to go to the dentist? I can't wait for my new medical insurance to start my new job. It won't be until May, but I really can't wait to go so I can get these motherfucking teeth removed and get some motherfucking braces and get some shit done with the fucking mouth because these motherfucking teeth is getting on my motherfucking nerves. They be hurting and shit every motherfucking day. I brush them so hard and I brush all the time, but I don't even give them the motherfucking teeth and shit hurts so bad. Anyway, whew, that's beside the point. Yes, so, uh, you know, he got the wine and stuff. We went, I went over, he made me some mint chocolate brownies. It was cool or whatever. Um, he took like a, a sip of wine. It was starting to get to him already. And ultimately, you know, he gave, he gave me nylon socks to put on so I could play the footsie under the table with him. And I did. And he was really getting like turned the fuck on. Like he was getting hard and everything. Like it was really like doing it for him. And I'm not ever going to knock anybody's fetishes. But it was a little, it was a little different for me. And I've, it's funny because I've recently welcomed myself into like the, not really a foot fetish fan club, but like I definitely am a fan of feet now. Like I just be looking at feet and I'll be like, damn, his feet is, his feet looks so damn good. But like, you know, his, it was, this was a whole different ball game. This was a whole different separate sector of the foot group. Like, I don't know who or what happened with that, but, um, I, uh. Don't really, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. And I, 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 I still, I didn't leave right away because I was like, let me stick it out. And I, you know, I continued with him. I engaged even a little more sexually. It was annoying because like, how do I want to say this? I, I didn't like ask to suck his dick, but consent is sexy. So I have my own clever ways of like suge- making suggestions and things I want to do, say I'm going to do. And he was kind of like denying him. And I'm just like, okay, that's cool. Or like putting them off, postponing them. And then just, I was just like, nigga, are you, what? Basically, it just was too much for me. It was not something I wanted. It was not something that fit with me. Um, you know, if it's just some other, he might, he'll, he'll probably find his sexual match one day. It just, it was not, definitely not us. So... 
But you know me, like once I start a job, like once I, you know, I gotta, I gotta finish the job. So once I like, I got, I still gotta make a nigga come. Like you know, <laughs> so that happens. So the we go and sit and we watch Bob's Burgers. He eating fucking edibles. I'm like, nigga, you could offer me my fucking edible. You could offer me a bite, like, but that's okay. He didn't, so that's cool. So yeah, I just I already decided that I'm probably not coming back. But um, he texts me. And we talk a few days later. He's like, oh, when are we going to see each other again? And I'm like, ha ha, yeah, um, let me check my schedule. I didn't check a schedule. I wouldn't go in it. I was not offended. No, no, no. I said, no, 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 no. Ooh, we got to talk about that later, child. I tell you, that Mariah damn Carey. Mm. If only there was meet and greets for this show and I had got one so I could talk to her about that remix. But anyway, that is beside the point. Mm. I had to take a minute for that because I... No, no. Anyway, yeah, it was. that's how I felt. I was like, no, I'm not. So he kept texting me. We kept talking a little bit here and there. Oh, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm just at work. Work was cool. Ha ha. You know, whatever. So we talked... Maybe the next day or that same day. It was a couple of days went by. He said, oh, you still never um, told me, got back to me about your schedule. And um, this is also like a subsector topic that I wanted to tie in with lying as an adult. And this is the concept of letting somebody down easy and just being honest with them. And um, so as a matter of fact, I can look at the actual text right now. So, um, he says, how are you, sir? I says, I'm okay. How are you? He says, almost done with my shift. I've been home every day this week except Monday. You never got back to me about your schedule. I say, ah, yes, true. He says, so what's up? You don't want to make out with me? Okay, so there's a lot of terms that I don't like adult-ass men using to talk to me. And make out is one of them. Tummy is one of them. I hate when niggas say tummy. Oh, my God. Tummy makes me so mad. I would like, I would punch somebody, but um, you don't want to make out with me. I'm like, make out, nigga. I was like, you'll have to forgive me. My mind is in a bit of disarray lately. And he said, okay. Well, and I said, I don't think I'm the guy for you, honestly. And that was the best way I could put it. But I was also honest. And I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm the guy for him. And I said, that, and that was the first time I've experienced me being like honest with somebody like that. Instead of just ghosting them. Instead of blocking their number. Instead of anything like that. And I said, uh, you know, I don't think I'm the guy for you. And he said, oh, I right, It's cool. Thanks for not wasting any more of my precious time. Then he sent me the peace emoji. Which clearly, he was salty. And uh, he said, you're welcome. You're, I said, you're welcome. You're a great guy and don't deserve that. Why do I feel like I should have discussed this on this podcast already? Because this happened at the end of February. But anyway, um, shit, when was my last episode? Maybe that's why. But anyway, in any event, hey, that's probably why. Any fucking way, Charles. Damn. Um, it's funny because I shared it with like a couple of my friends. And I was like, I feel, I don't, I was like, I didn't feel bad. But I just was like, you know, I shared things with friends. One of my friends was like laughing. And it wasn't that she was laughing. It's just the way she mimicked him through text message. <laughs> she, It was so fucking funny. I was like, I don't, it wasn't supposed to be. I was not expecting that response from her or any of my friends. But, you know, and my friends, you know, our great friends, they encouraged me. And they were like, you know, you did the right thing. And I was like, yeah, you know, I couldn't, like, I couldn't just leave that situation on. Especially, like, I'm 
I'm not going to lie. I'm a dynamic individual when it comes to relations. And uh, that sounded like me bragging about my sex. That's not what I'm doing. When it comes to relating with people, when it comes to um, spending time with me, when it comes to, like, if you, if, you take your, if you give yourself a chance to get to know me in any way, I can either make you fall in love with me or I'll make you want to spend more time with me. But that's just because I pride myself on just being an enjoyable person. I, I, I just like people and I, I'll talk, we'll talk and I'm personable and I'm, you know, we can talk, we be personal or well, our conversation can be personal. I'm funny sometimes, you know, I, I'm honest about myself. I'll talk to you about my life, your life. I ask questions. I care. So nine times out of 10, you're going to enjoy spending that time with me. Even if I am discovering or in the process of discovering that this is not going to work and maybe that's a fault of mine, but I don't think it's a fault of mine because maybe while I'm in the process of discovering and maybe I'm just, you know, being a good person, I'm still giving you that chance while we're in person. I can't just shut you down while, you know, like right here and now that wouldn't be good. So, you know, I'll talk to people. I encourage, I, you know, I, we go through spiels and I talk and I talk and talk and get to know people. So. I could see where maybe he wanted us to connect again because he just really, he felt me as a person. And I understood that. Don't they all, darling? Don't they? No, I'm kidding. But, you know, I had to, I had to put a fork in that bitch. Not him, this situation, being that bitch. It's just like, you realize as an adult, first of all, on top of you realizing as an adult, you don't have to lie to people. Even more importantly, well, not more importantly, but um, if you if you are a believer in karma, which for the most part I am, I just know that it's like I know how positive energies and things work. Like, I'm like if I put the, if I if I get the ball rolling, starting putting this positive energy out there, because I've had it happen where people ghosted me. Like I told y'all a couple weeks ago about that, or maybe a month or so ago, that that guy who me and him is gonna go on a date, and he just ghosted the fuck out of me, and my feelings was hurt, and I was so confused. And I'm like, okay, well let me let me start it off by putting the positive energy out there by being somebody who is honest with this guy, and you know I can kickstart something, and maybe going forward, it'll continue to rollerball effect into something positive. And uh, you know what? I think it has because. I'm a, I'm, I don't like to use the phrase talking to, but I'm like semi-dating somebody. And I'm mad at myself because I hate when people use the term kind of dating. But the same thing about it is, actually, that's a whole other topic. Hell, I might as well discuss that too. I should have wrote that down. The idea of kind of dating. Ooh, wait a minute. Because I had somebody tell me they was kind of dating somebody so they didn't want to go on a date with me. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But what the fuck is kind of dating? And it made me mad because I'm like, if you're not in a relationship with somebody, you are about to allow yourself to miss out on everything somebody else may have to offer. So I'm like, either you're dating or you're not. You're a couple and you're not. Like you can't, well, I can't say what you can and can't do. But I feel like you shouldn't, exclusively like tie yourself down like you're doing yourself an injustice if you're gonna refuse you know dates and things with other people because you're kind of seeing somebody then you might as well go ahead and make that official because that will be one that's one of the whole reasons i'm not making it official because you want to give yourself a chance to you know date other people and see what it's like so you know I wouldn't say that. If somebody wanted to take me on a date now, I would go on said date. Although I just was on a 10, 11, 12 hour date yesterday with somebody and enjoyed the whole day. And 
this probably is going to go somewhere and we probably are going to end up in a, in a relationship. And I know that. But if somebody else were to come along and was to woo me in a way better than this gentleman could, not necessarily woo me, but connect with me. That's what I mean by that. Connect with me in a, on a deeper level. And then I didn't even know what's possible and was is better and it just works out better and it's a better a better fit. Then that's just what happens. Same thing if I decide to go on a date with somebody and it fucking sucks. I'm I'm nobody's boyfriend right now. So I just feel like people, oh, I'm kind of dating somebody. I can't go on a date with you. Oh, okay. Suit your fucking self. Suit your fucking self. And don't come, don't come to me later. When y'all don't work out. Cause you know I'm that nigga and that bitch simultaneously. Don't uh don't uh you know, don't try it. But yeah. And that all just plays into telling the truth, standing in your truth as a grown ass man, grown ass woman, grown ass individual, grown ass non-binary individual, grown ass intersectional. I'm using words I don't even know now because there's there's some other words. There are other genders. There are more than two genders, guys. Shout out to that. Let's also also throw that out there since my mind likes to jump around. There are more than two genders. There are more than three genders. Just want to make sure everybody knows that gender is bullshit anyway. So just want to make sure y'all also know that. But it's just like standing up in your truth is really one of the best feelings in the world because there's nothing better than not having to lie to another grown ass adult. And the sooner you realize that shit, oh, the better. Oh, oh, the better. You ain't got to lie to your parents. And, you know, it's crazy because I've adapted this whole lifestyle. And I think that's where this came from. This was the first time where I think I had it presented to me since I've adapted this lifestyle. This whole lifestyle of just not lying, period. Like, I try my best not to lie to anybody, whether it be in a work situation. I try my best not to lie to friends, family, like anything. If if my mom was to be like suddenly wanted to grill me about my sexual activity, I'm not about to lie. If she would be like, okay, Charles, how many sexual partners would you say you've had in the last two years? I don't know why my fucking mother would ask me that. But if she was to ask me that, I would be honest and say, mama, I don't fucking know. I lost count because I was keeping a body count tab on my phone and stopped counting at like 65. So we're probably somewhere in 300 range. Now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not 65 or 300. It's, it's, a, it's a number. It's a double digit number now. Don't get me wrong. It's past. We're definitely past 30. I will say that. We are definitely past 30. We maybe in the 40s 50s i don't know i don't really know see i don't count anymore who counts for what you know and the crazy part is a lot of the shit the lumber just be increasing because like niggas it just don't be good like i just be on the hunt to find i just be on the hunt to find good sex sometimes like i just i know it's out there somewhere i know it's out there (laughs) let me get my amsr i know it's out there somewhere Where's the good dick? Where's the good dick? I know it's out there somewhere. I know it's out there. We're going to take a break. And we're going to come back and talk about music.
baby. Alrighty, lovely people. Welcome back to the Libra Green Show. Of course, I had to put that song in there because I was thinking about as I was saying, where's the good dick? Where's the good dick? I was thinking, where's the good dick? I need some good dick. Where's some good dick? I need some good dick. I just, I felt Kaya just really, that was a very relatable moment. And I just felt like I was going to church in that moment. And the, the, the power, power in her voice. It just, it felt so right. I'm just like, yes, where, where, where's the good dick? I need the good dick. I just, it just, I felt it. I felt it. I felt it. I felt that. I felt that deeply. No pun intended. God, wow. Any fucking way. I'm sorry, I had to take a moment. I took a moment because, anyway. All right, so as we move on to the next portion of loud ass motherfuckers, anyway, move on to the, the next portion of the show where we talk about music, entertainment, films, and things of that nature. Things I actually know about. Actually, you know what? I might even be able to talk a little bit about more than music tonight because I, you know, talk about the return of Star, which is like my favorite show on TV. And especially since How to Get Away with Murder, it's like they they did a nice little trade off. How to Get Away with Murder is off for now, and Stars back for now. So that's cool. Um, what do I want to talk about first with music? Oh, I'm talking about Michael and the stupid ass uh, Leaving Neverland documentary, and just the ongoing the the attempted removal of his legacy from the earth and it's just like it's so frustrating it's like you got radio stations not playing trying to saying they're not going to play his music we got if anything i hope like the black radio stations are still rallying behind him you got like drake dumbass removing that stupid ass song first of all michael's vocals aren't even on, on that fucking song like i want to fight drake for that like me and him need to fight and I love Drake sometimes, but my I have very conditional love for Drake. But anyway, like that, it's not even Michael singing on that fucking song. You dipshit! Like, go ahead and take that little dumbass song off your set list. Don't nobody give a fuck. That dumbass. That song is awful anyway. Dramatic to me. Ain't no fucking Michael. That's like the weekend and like Jason Malachi. Like I'm not stupid. Anyway, fuck all that. And it just like. Everything around it is just all it's just all bad. Like Oprah agreeing to, you know, that interview she did and then people like John Legend talking about oh, I don't see why it's not true. I don't see why it's not Shut the fuck up. I see plenty of reasons to not believe it. It's been proven twice that this man has been innocent in the actual trials he had. Well, I mean, obviously he settled out of court for one of them, but 
It's like the thing that kills me about him settling out of court is that people are always like, well, why would he settle out of court? Because he wanted it to be over. People around him, like from what I from what I always understood was that he was convinced to do it by Lisa Marie. They saw what it was doing to him physically, emotionally, mentally, and they were like, you need to settle. And from what I heard, he didn't even pay the money. It said, I, I read his insurance company did. I don't know how that works, how an insurance company pays $20 million, which I don't even know if that figure is accurate. But you see what happens when you don't know when something is accurate? You state that, and that kind of alleviates you from some of the, the dumb shit instead of going off whatever, saying it's actual and factual. But you got these people, I don't even know nothing about the safe chuck nigga. I just know about Wade Robeson being a crackhead, a liar, hard up for cash, doing a complete, guilty of doing a complete 180 against Michael and the Jackson family. He's wrong. He's so fucking wrong. And there's a special place in hell for him. His own personal, the thing is, I believe, I don't really know what I believe as far as like, after, quote unquote afterlife and where we go and we die but I would not be surprised if there was a personal hell for each one of us and whatever our I think we all know what our personal hell is and I think that you know we are gonna if if that's where we belong then that will be what we're, we're gonna deal with is our personal hell repeatedly just over and over again just eternal eternal damnation and I don't know how much I really believe I I, I honestly know nothing when it comes to like, I've never studied anything. Like I've never been religious. Like I never went to church and they never told me, oh, this is what's going to happen when you die. Like I don't know anything. So all I have to go on is just what I feel. So, you know, if if the internal damnation thing is going to happen, I just believe that, you know, everybody has their own personal hell and his will be whatever it is that is his own personal hell. So and it, it, if, if that's the true a true thing it makes you think like damn what would my personal hell be and just you kind of shudder at the thought there are so many different scenarios that could be my own personal hell and i have a feeling it would be like em- some of the emotional agony i've dealt with probably some shit with my ex like probably watching that situation play out in front of my eyes over and over and over again Whew, the scarring child i swear but anyway you know michael is innocent is innocent always has been always will be always was and uh you know that's that on that fuck you if you believe otherwise fuck you very much now we also have um this the jesse update and so much has happened since the last time i even did the show with jesse I don't even know where to begin, but I'm, I'm continuing to mind, my, not mind my business, but I'm continuing to keep an open mind and a, a closed mouth regarding it because, you know, he's got, what, 16 counts, 16 felony counts on that, one for every lie he told. I'm trying to figure out how they arrived at 16. How many lies did he, like, I don't know. I don't really know. Um, I'm not surprised that he uh, pled, pled non-guilty. Um... You know, it's just crazy because it's like the way so many details came out about the Chicago Police Department lying on him. And, you know, it's like the story went dead completely up until the other day where they said uh, he was in court and all that shit. So it's just something I guess we have to watch play out. But um, as another segue, I could also that could allow me to segue into um, Empire, which I did watch. Um, I wasn't really sure of what was going on. 
because it was funny because I had like just caught up on Empire again and then I like lost it again. But it was cool. I mean, you know, it's still a decent show. You know, I was mildly entertained or moderately entertained. I was, I think I was only not like super into it because I don't know exactly what's going on, but I was still like, you know, engaged. But I was only watching because I was waiting for Star, my show, to come back. <sighs> my favorite show on television right now. Of course, I love that Brandy plays the hell out of the role of Cassie. And, uh, you know, her her acting is just on on that show. The show is just great in general. The music, of course, is amazing. And, you know, um, this storyline with Star and the baby and you know Noah being the baby daddy and then her smacking a bitch upside the head with the fucking vase I'm here for that I would have done the same thing that bitch came in there doing whatever the fuck she was trying to do you know and Star was like bitch get away from my fucking baby smack and they need to free my good sis Star let my bitch out the county nah um I'm sorry, cause I said that because it just it reminded me of when Monica was on 106 and Park in like 2003, and she was talking about an up and coming rapper by the name of Ti. And I think that's so funny because she was like riding for him back then, and now like and look at what his career actually uh you know became weird. I don't think anybody else will remember that, but anyway, that was just me saying that sparked that random memory. But you know, Star is a really great show and. And I just look forward to it every week. I look forward to see what's going to happen with Noah and them, the doctor prescribing him those pills. Hopefully he don't get addicted to. And it's like, that's where it seems like it's headed to. But I really don't, really don't want that to happen. I'm just like, God, please no, don't let him get addicted to that. At least not before Star get out of fucking, fucking jail or whatever. So there's that. And then I see uh, Gigi, Kiki Palmer's character is back next week, which is dope. So to see how that plays into the storyline and I don't know. I'm just very happy for it to return. It, it was away for what seemed like so fucking long, but I'm so glad to have it back. So anyway, moving on to my next musical topic. We have what do I have in down? Uh Kari Fo. So I don't know if anybody is familiar with Kari Fo, but um I discovered her. How did I discover Kari Fo? So first, um, she has some she has some songs that appeared in the first season of Insecure. Um, I think no small bitch. I'm saying no, no small talk. That was one of them. That was obviously a fucking banger, of course. And then um, top was it top top down, yeah top down came out, but it was crazy because the song wasn't available. And I remember, like, once the episode aired, we everybody was like hounding her, like, "Where is the song? What's the song?" So when they put the insecure um, soundtrack out, it was on the soundtrack, and we got the full song, so that was cool as fuck. And um, like the next summer or the next year, when I um, went through the breakup in 2017, sorry, I was yawning again. So when I was at the breakup and I started making my Spotify playlists and stuff, I think I stumbled upon her music, and um, cause I was I stumbled upon a lot of new newer artists in twenty seventeen, and like from LMA to like, um, what's that girl? There's a couple, there's a bunch of them. A lot of them I don't remember the names, but I'll remember the songs. But LMA is definitely one of the ones I remember because I discovered her back then and with the Breakfast in Bed song and all that good stuff. Um, 
Yeah, there was some really good music I discovered. But among that, I listened to uh, Kyrie Fo's album. And there were some really good songs on there that just became like the soundtracks to my to my life. Like everyday songs I play every day to get my morning started on my playlist, on my way to work, from work. So, you know, that helped me, some more music that helped me get through 2017. So I, you know, was instantly a fan. So with her, she just dropped a new EP. And I probably should have had the name of the EP like readily available because I like to know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about when I talk about an artist and their art and things of that nature. And, you know, I did a good job stalling just now while I went to go pull up the name of the EP, which is actually Cry for Help. So it's pretty short. It's like one, two, three, five songs. And there's a song on there. It's actually, it's real good. Like, She's so like she's so good with words and like capturing how she feels. Like her rap style is very relaxed, and like like the song I love her supplier. She they be asking me questions about how I got so fly. I just do what I do, baby. I don't even try. Like that's a good ass song, but I forget which song it is on the EP. But she says the line, and this is like this line will stick with me for the rest of my life. I could take two things, the dick and a hint, and I just. Yeah, and that, and that whole song she was like spazzing on that song she was really snapping but i was just like yes like yes for this line this is an amazing ass line so um the ep is amazing it just came out i think the 8th of march yeah the 8th of march so it's still very new um got i got more time to get into it so i'm definitely gonna listen to it. i like to listen to eps and albums on shuffle after i play them the whole way through um one or two times just so I can get a good feel for the songs I love the most and, you know, what jumps out at me, how I feel about the album as a whole. So I look forward to doing that with that album for sure. Um, My bitch, Queen Herbie. So Queen Herbie put out another um, EP. So all her EPs are just like EP with like the number after it and whichever number EP. So she's put out quite a few fucking EPs at this point. She's got 25. I don't know why I'm saying 25. She has five EPs out now with a sixth one like she's working on already. And they each be like five songs, six songs. So she's got quite a bit of music out. But this one is dope as fuck. Um, my favorite songs from it are BDE, which is Big Dick Energy. That's right. Big dick energy, never let a fake hoe get in front of me. So, you know, um, on God is actually another really good one. Um, it's just, it's very. First of all, the beat is really good, and then it's her her singing the verses. And uh, the chorus is catchy. She's a great writer. She's a really good writer. Like her, she has really good, uh, a really good ear for melodies. But what happened was, um, she put the EP five out, uh, February eighth, right? But she put EP four out in November. So I hadn't listened to EP four, so I listened to them both together, and I listened to EP four, and I found a song by the name of Alone, and I'm like, oh my god, I cannot believe I have not, I didn't listen to this song already because that song is like perfect. I was like, I cannot believe how amazing this song is. And I had this shit on repeat, and I just was like, this song is so good. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's an amazing-ass song, and I just, 
Hell, again, I, like, you know how I just always say I feel honored to listen to certain things. I feel honored listening to that song because I'm like, oh, shit. This song is fucking dope. So, yeah, shout out to her. Uh, who do I discuss next? Ah, so this is Nicole Bus character, right? So her song, You. I, first of all, let me backtrack and tell y'all how I discovered Nicole Bus. My mom called me or texted me. Actually, yeah, we were on the phone. And she was like, oh, Nicole Bus. Uh, I like that song, You by Nicole Bus. Is she uh, Lauren Hill's daughter? And I was like, what? It's like, what are you even? I didn't know what the hell. Like the hell she was talking about. I was like, Nicole Bus, who the fuck is that? I mean, I didn't say that to my mom, but I'm like, who the fuck is Nicole Bus? And um I looked her up. And uh first of all, I saw she was signed to Rock Nation. And I was like, oh. And then she's I was like, what's the name of the song? She's like, it's called You. And I was like, um, okay. So I went and listened to the song. I was like, wait, this is actually a really good song. I was like, this is a dope-ass song. Hold on. I was like, did my mom just put me onto a song? And you know what? She did. My mom fucking put me onto a song. I was able to confirm that she is not Lauren Hill's daughter. I was like, no, mom, that's not her daughter. But I was like, I do really like this song. And ever since then, I've been hearing it on the radio. Like, I ride with my, um, my manager takes me home from work. And she's out of the fucking country. I miss her. But she takes me home from work a lot of the time. And she got like serious XM in her car. And uh, she'll listen to the radios. And that'll, it'll come on there. I was in the car with the gentleman that I'm uh, currently seeing, sort of, if you will. And the song came on then. And we were talking about the song. And then the song had got, got stuck in his head. And I'm like, see, it's a good-ass song. So um, I haven't listened to anything else she has. But I don't know if the other stuff is really like new. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is... Mostly older. She put an EP out uh, in 2017. So she ain't got that much newer music on here. But I'm definitely curious. She has a really good voice. Really good voice. So I'm uh, I'm definitely intrigued to see where where she goes. Apparently she was on The Voice in Holland. And, uh, you know, You is just really her getting started. And it's like her first single. So I'm ready. I'm like really, I'm really anxious to see, uh, you know, what's really good. I'm I'm here for it. She has a great voice and she's pretty and, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a video for it yet. The song came out in December, actually. So I'm going to go investigate at some point, see if there's a video. But, um, you know, that's dope as fuck. But I am going to, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little break in between. This is music and I'm going to be back with more music talk. And yes, love you, my darlings. Posting pics with her. Posting pics with her. I know that I said it was over, but maybe I fucked up. Cause I'm drunk and I wanna call her. Don't even know what I want. Talk 
talk about a damn song. Listen, I had to take a moment because that song. Monica said your new girl ain't that pretty. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, just got out Oh, I just wow. She's so talented. I just, I have to work with her. I just, I have to. I would love to write with her. And it's funny because it's like when she was, when she was doing Carmen with her husband, because she still does the music with her husband, he just takes even more of a backseat role now. Um, I know he was producing the music for like at least the first EP. I don't know if, I don't think he still is, but um, they, I just was... I always felt like then, like she, when they were doing their covers and they was doing music as Carmen, I loved her voice and I always felt like she had a really unique, like an old timey type of voice, but it was very influenced by like R&B and soul people. Like I could, I can hear like a Brandy, she's like a mixture of like some older classic, maybe like a jazz artist with like Brandy, but then it's also like, it's also very like, musical and broadway it's like a combination of all those things it gives me like the the r&b influence but then it's also got a little jazz influence but then it's like she's like a a a broadway musician a broadway art broadway singer like i could see her doing broadway she has that kind of voice and based on the the millions of songs they cover like you got to see her range and she has a really wide range like it's 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 she has a nice lower register and then she, you know, she just had a really good voice and just really talented. And I'm just very, I hope she continues to, you know, crank this music out and just grow from there. And I hope she goes on tour. That would be nice. So I could see her live the same way I'm seeing Mariah Ferguson. Wow. I'm seeing my fave, guys. I saw Brandy. I saw Mariah. And then, like, I don't know if I'll get to see Rihanna, but I see Mariah. Mariah fucking carry. Wow. I mean, I'm gonna be in the VIP suite. See, that sounds fancy, but them was like the only tickets left that weren't like resale prices. <laughs> and it came to like $277, which is like money I low key don't have, but I do have it. And I, I definitely got like money left over. But I was like so scared. I was so scared to buy it. I felt like I don't even know. Like, I was really like, Really bothered, really bothered, because I was like, oh my, I had to text my best friend, and I knew his ass was going to tell me to buy it. Of course, his lamb, your lamb ass, I knew he was going to tell me to buy it. Of course, of course, Cameron. I mean, of course, especially since he just went. But I just, you know, like, he, it's funny, because I I b- believe in the philosophy, like, you know, the money comes back anyway, it's going to be right back, it's just money. And again, I'm not broke. You know, I'm just afraid of like, oh my God, what if I need to do this, what if I need to do that, like, I'll be okay. I get paid next, obviously not this Thursday, but the following Thursday, Friday. So let me take a, okay, I'm going to see Mariah March 31st, right after her birthday. Like how exciting, excuse me, after her anniversary, obviously not a birthday. How exciting is that? I, I need, oh, you know, I have time to find a Mariah t-shirt. Hold on. Let me open up an Amazon tab and find a Mariah t-shirt while I discuss <laughs> While I discuss my disgust with Mariah in this goddamn remix. 
So when Wrap Up posted this remix of a no-no featuring Stefan Don, I saw it, right? And my first reaction was, oh, haha, you know, a fan-made remix. Uh, Stefan must really like the song. And, you know, she just, you know, woo-woo-woo. That's it. That's fucking it. And I was under the impression that um, it was a fan-made remix. And that that was all. And it got removed by the time I looked into it. So I was like, okay, so what's the big deal? It's just a fan-made remix. Wrong. Here comes Mariah. Download the remix. Me featuring Stefan Don, a no-no remix. I was like, no! 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 I said no, no. I said a no, no. No, 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 no. Like, no. I said no. I said no. I said no. Like, no. No. I literally said no so many times. I felt like, I felt like that New York gift. Not you. Not you. And don't get me wrong, I still believe that that remix is coming. I'm just going to shut the fuck up about it because I don't want to jinx it. I believe it's real. Those clues that they had that pointed us to that remix existing were real. I don't care. You're not fooling me, Mariah. You can fool half the people some of the time and some of the people half the time. You can fool Libra Green none of the time. Right? Okay, so it's not so much that I don't like Stefan Zahn. I don't really know much about the young lady, but that, that's her name. Right, and she's on that Idris Elba song that I like, that Boasty Junk. That's that song. That song is fire, and it's not his song, but that was why the song started to go like viral because it was talking about Idris Elba and his rapping. And the song was Flames on. Her little verse was cute, and it also reminded me of Nicki a little bit. But whatever. So it's not that I don't dislike her. I don't really know much about her, but it's the fact that that's not what we wanted. and it's not about us. Of course, you know that's what she wants to put out, and you would. But I bet I bet your ass, my ass bought it. I sure the fuck did. I bought it. I was like, oh, okay. Click buy. Like, I bought it because it's Mariah. It's nothing for me to, like, buy it. I'm not streaming it. I don't want to hear that shit. But so me not wanting to hear that shit is because I listened to it. And I, her verse is just like, what? It's just not. It's kind of, it's lackluster. There's so many other. And I get Mariah has a desire to put new rappers on. I don't know why she chose Stephlanda. But, I mean, I trust her judgment. But there are other other rappers, especially female rappers that could have been put on that are newer. So I'm just kind of like, eh, like it could have been a cupcake. Like we could have got a Tierra Whack, a Megan Thee Stallion, like any of them really. But I don't know. She chose Stefan and that was her choice. And Hey, you know, that's my girl. That's, that's my Mimi. So that's how she feels. She felt strongly about it. Then, Hey, I support her and I bought it. So, it might occasionally catch a stream for me or two. I mean, I'm streaming the regular uh, no no out the ass like normal. So that song is still I'm still not tired of that song. And when she performs that song, it's over. I can't believe I'm actually going to see her. Wow. This is amazing. I really get to see her. This is so fucking dope. Like all my faves. 
like from Jojo and Brandy and L and all these people I've gotten to see and I can see Mariah like I could literally say I saw Mariah Carey live and I thought about it as I was like hesitating to buy the ticket I'm like who knows if this is I don't think it's gonna be her last tour but who knows like maybe she won't want to tour for her next album maybe this might be her last album and tour for a while you know like this is my opportunity I got the money it's there I have I had a surplus. I have more than enough money. Like it's there. I don't. I'm like I'm not gonna go hungry because I bought Mariah tickets. If that was a, if that was a concern, I would I would have been clicked the X on the page. I wouldn't even have entered my card information. I just was I don't know. Just was like a little little apprehensive about it. So I was a little scared. And I just was, you know. But I'm uh, I don't have a Mariah T-shirt, but I have enough time to buy one. I'm annoyed because I'm oh I see a sleeveless shirt. Ow. Um. So I'm gonna see which one I want. I I probably would probably should buy in like an official shirt. I mean, she ain't gonna see me where I am. I just want to wear it to show the support. I I wanted a Mariah shirt anyway because I don't have any. Um, I think I wanna. I don't have to buy it now, do I? I mean, I get I do get paid again right before the show, but the show is the Sunday. I get I'll get paid that Thursday or Friday. And I think they sell the merch at the show, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to buy merch before the show. There's a shirt that says vibes on it and it has a picture of Mariah. I don't know what this is supposed to mean, but what? Like who the fuck does that anyway? I'm going to send a message to the designers of this shirt and the company and just send them question marks because I don't know what the fuck. But they got, like, you know, the Caution Era shirts. There's plenty of those, like the ones with the, I got the uh, Caution World Tour shirt. Um, I can get one with the album cover on it. There's a couple of different options. So I, I would like to buy an official shirt, but I don't think she's going to be, like, mad. If, if Also, she can't see me, but, again, I just, I want a Mariah shirt to just... Like, I don't get to wear any shirts for people I love to any other concerts, with the exception of um, when I went to the TLC show, I had a TLC shirt. It was a crazy, sexy, cool album cover. So, like, you would, and you would think by now I would have a Brandy shirt. I don't have, like, any JoJo shirts. I don't have any Elvarna shirts. And I have, I can get my picture with Brandy on a Brandy shirt. Um, you know, I've got, like, four or five Michael shirts, but I ain't seeing Michael in concert ever, so... You know, that's the only really fave of mine I have on a shirt other than TLC. So, I mean, I have one with Biggie, Tupac, and Aaliyah. But guess what? All three of them are also dead. So, you know, got to step my, my shirt game up with my faves. But anyway, moving along. Ah, Solange. Solange, Solange. So, Solange dropped her album, When I Get Home. And... It was interesting. A lot of people did not really gravitate toward it. And I under, I totally understand why. It's an, it is no a seat at the table. It was no soul angel in the head of shoot dreams. It was no true EP. It was no solo star. Each one of her projects have been completely isolated from the other. And they all are very, very different. And I commend Solange's ability to... Stay true to herself 3,000%, but be different every era. And I don't think it's an intentional, like, oh, let me be different. I got to do something different. She just goes with the flow and follows her heart. And you get that from her. And I feel like it's very authentic. And I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one who feels that way as a listener. But I feel like it's so genuine. I feel like no matter what she does, it just feels right. Like, 
I'm like, okay, yeah, this is definitely how she feels. This is definitely what she wanted to do. And um, the album is, it was a little, it's a little left field because there's like a few, um, like, interludes and like kind of out of the box lyrical progressions and melodies and things of that nature. But I, I love it. I thought it was really good. Like really, really good. Especially like I think my skin, my logo right now is my favorite song. Especially the dit and one the soccer. She had Gucci on the cleats. Like she's and her her way her, her voice changing when she says that line and she was laughing and <coughs> excuse me. She's laughing like clearly clearly gassed about that line. And it just is a phenomenal album and I just Again, very proud of her for and it's very short. It's like a forty minute album, so you know. But um what also gets stuck in Down with the Click gets stuck in my head. You know, I was thinking when I first saw the song title, I was like, Did she cover Aaliyah's Down with the Click? I was finna like die. And I was gonna be kinda mad because it's a that's a good song, but I'm like, R. Kelly wrote that and I know like the backlash she would receive for her doing that. So I'm glad it wasn't, but um. Yeah, man, I'm just really proud of that album. It's just, it's, it's like if you look on Wikipedia, right? The genres will say like, what did it say? Let me see. It says like jazz. It's R and B, jazz, psychedelic soul, funk, hip hop, new age, trap. So it is like all those things rolled into one. It's very experimental, and it does the thing. Like I heard some people say it don't like. Was it Joe Budden said like, oh, it don't feel like a Solange album or something, and I could see why one would say that because there is a vibe I get. It's almost like, not that the album is incomplete, but I don't feel like I have any complete songs on the album, sort of. But that's just because the song structures are so different for her, but I still enjoy them. It's like, they're not, they're not your typical, you know, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, you know, like the typical format for songwriting. A lot of them are different and, you know, I just feel like she was very free with the writing. She might have even freestyled some of it. So I just feel like it was very free in the creative process. And I admire that. I admire that a lot. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm always going to be a huge Solange fan. And, you know, I, I don't know if there was anything else I wanted to discuss. And I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I took these notes and, you know. I guess, oh, you know what? Um, I could talk about Iggy real quick. Yeah, Sally Walker. So, you know, once Iggy got her, you know, released from her record label and she got signed to Empire, which is known for being like one of the biggest independent labels, biggest independent distributors. So she got her. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, trying to scratch my back and hit the damn microphone stand. You know, she got her her independent label set up and she's been very excited about the whole process so watching her on twitter be happy about it it's so cool to me like she's been very in a very good place and just to see that an artist who kind of went through some career hardships especially label troubles and then watch them move on to a new situation where they're very happy i can't wait to experience that for tinashe of course so seeing that for her is great and then the song is like dope as fuck 
her and Jay White did it, been talking about the damn song forever. Shout out to Jay White did it for still following me on Twitter. Like, every time I go back and see he not following, like, a whole bunch of people, I'm happy. Because I'm like, yeah, he really was fucking with me. Like, yes. I'm trying to, maybe he saw that I could sing. Because I kept, like, tweeting him about, because, you know, I was standing for the fact that he produced Tanache's Ooh La La, as well as uh, Autumn Cardi songs. Like, I Like It, Bodak Yellow, uh, Money. So, he followed me around that time. And I just was like, yes. So, you know, hopefully... He'll remember me and I can be like, hey, remember me? Jay White did it. Well, I'm signed now to XYZ or, you know, I'm obviously, you know, I'm not really trying to be signed to a record label. I would like to be signed to an independent label. Maybe I'll be signed to Empire or I'm signed to E1 or, you know, I got this little deal, this distribution deal through XYZ. And, you know, I'm trying to get in the studio with you. Like, what's good, pa? What's going? Like, I'm trying to get into the studio with you. Like, what's going? Like, I'm trying to get better. Like, I'm trying to get into the studio with you. And we're trying to get this album done, pa. Like. I want to get the album done. Like, let's get this album done. Let's get this bread. Let's get this bread. Let's get this bread. Let's get this bread. Don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, but I think that wraps up my music portion. Shout out, major shout out to Iggy. I haven't watched the video yet for Sally Walker, but the song is really catchy. Iggy has a knack for making like catchy music. So, and they seem very proud of the music they did. I know they got more songs coming. And Jay White did it. It just it seemed like he popped up out of nowhere, kinda. But um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of him. He's really dope. Just Ooh La La was dope itself. Like that was enough to make me a fan. And then just for him to have the song of the summer with Yeah, I know Song of the Summer was technically um in my feelings, but to have the song of the summer runner up with Cardi's I like that. And then to have Bodak Yellow the summer prior. So like and he, and to have money, like he's a talented nigga. So and they do say Sally Walker sounds a little bit like money, which it does, but it's it's good, though. It's, and it sounds like it in a good way to me. So, I don't know. More power to him. Hopefully, he just continues to get big and bigger and bigger. And, oh, yeah. You know, I was going to talk about, I did. I went to go see uh, What Men Want yesterday with my my friend who I'm currently, I got I to gotta find something to call him. Maybe I should say his name. His name is, name is Dre. His name is Dre. Let's call him Dre for now. So I went to see the movie. And it was so, to me, I probably enjoyed it more than he did. He enjoyed it, but I think I enjoyed it more than he did. But it was so fucking funny. Like, it was really good. And Erica Badu, Erica, listen, I know everybody ain't really fucking with Erica right now. They hate her because of all the R. Kelly stuff and the things she said in the past. But I love Erica Badu. I will always love Erica Badu, first of all. Let me say that. And, um... She was so fucking funny in that movie. Like, I could tell a lot of it. When I talked to my best friend about it, he said she was being herself. And I'm like, yes, I definitely see part of that, most of that. Especially with, like, a lot of that. I could tell a lot of that shit was ad-libs, as she said. I'm like, that was, like, funny as fuck. She was hilarious. Like, where's her Best Supporting Actress Oscar? Like, where is that at? Because that bitch... I cannot believe how funny she was. And Tracy Morgan was real funny in it. It was better than I thought it was going to be. And I, I mean, I felt like it was going to be good, but it was better than I thought. And I'm very happy that I saw it. I was like, I'm excited about I'm going to see Little next month. So me and my family, we're going to go see it together. Because um, my sister's wedding is April 20th. I don't know if I share it with y'all that I'm going to be singing at her wedding, but I'm singing Grown Ass Kid at her wedding reception. I ordered a shirt actually from um, Styling Stingy. Shout out to Styling Stingy and to Al. I don't know if Al, I don't, I don't think Al's ever listened to the show, but that's okay. It's whatever. Um, 
I don't even know if he realized I ordered because I don't even know if he knows my fucking name is Charles. But um, yeah, I ordered this cute ass shirt that he's had up there for a while. And um, you know, I'm gonna wear it to the wedding. It's cute. It's a little sexy shirt, kinda, cause it's like see through and stuff. But I'm like, you know, I don't know. My little gut might be showing, but you know, it's all guys. It's all guys. You know, shit. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I was supposed to go back to Burlington and buy these bomb ass shoes for the wedding. They was like forty dollars. I should go back today. They were some cute ass fucking shoes, y'all. Like I got right now. I just got regular ass black shoes, but them shoes would set the look off. So I'm probably gonna go back when my sister get home. I'll be like, hey, sister. Let's go to my fucking uh, You know Fucking um, Burlington To get to my fucking shoes Oh, Speaking of Dre He just texted me Let me go respond to this text And I'm gonna be right back With a few motherfucking closing remarks Ew. Like to come down in these starches every day. Gucci like to play. Gucci like to play. Gucci like to come down in his starches. He playing Gucci fly. Gucci got the eye. Gucci coming down on the slab with the fly. Gucci got the grill. Gucci got the chill. Gucci coming down with the thing. Got the feels. Gucci on the sheets, Gucci on the speed. I didn't want a soccer, she had Gucci on her cleats. Gucci like to shine, Gucci like to play. You know, speaking of that song, which is My Skin, My Logo by Solange from the album When I Get Home, somebody I follow, a good friend of mine by the name of Princeton, ever since he brought up the fact that she said all that shit about him and he got on for two seconds and was like, basically like, okay, Solange likes to spend money and that's it. <laughs> and like got off the song. I've been so annoyed by that ever fucking since. I'm like, I can't even listen to the song the same way. Like she was like the whole time, Gucci liked, you know, all this shit. And then he just came up and was like, so like, well, you know, and that was it. I was like, nigga. But you know, it's just kind of kind of a joke, but it's still like, damn, nigga, the fuck? One thing I definitely forgot to say was that um, Solange is somebody who inspires me with every every project she's put out since Soul Angel and the Hadley Street Dreams. Like, ever since then, I've, like, I find myself listening to projects and I'll, like, write something inspired by it or I'll do something inspired by it, and this is no different. And between this one and... um seat at the table and just a lot of who she is as a person and how much hometown pride she feels it made me first at first when I thought about it I was sad because I didn't have a sense of home I love my hometown of Rochester New York I talk about it all the time I represent it I got three Rochester hats um but I didn't feel a sense of culture about my own culture from my own hometown. I'm just like, we have nothing that I can just be like, yeah, that's Rochester. Yeah, we have like food things, food items that are known like internationally, like the motherfucking garbage plate. First of all, garbage plate is like a white people thing. So when anytime somebody bring that up, I'm like, uh, like somebody asked me, oh, what's your garbage plate spot? I'm like, I don't fucking have one because nobody eating fucking garbage plates. And if, if you're not familiar with the garbage plate, 
is basically what it sounds like. A bunch of garbage on a motherfucking plate. Like a bunch of bullshit. It'd be like hot dogs and macaroni salad and shit. It'd be just a whole bunch of shit. Like there's a, um, a hot dog joint in Rochester called Nick Tahoe. They're most known for their garbage plates. And don't nobody want no motherfucking garbage plate. Like a friend of mine got on Facebook. She's like, oh, I want a garbage plate. I'm like, see, that's your half white side, bitch. Like, uh. Her mother's white. And I, I mean, I love her. Shout out to Sydney. Love you, girl. I doubt she's ever listening to this, but just in case she did and thought I was trying to shade her. It's never shade. I love you, sweetie. But them garbage plates are just not the business at all. So I'm just like, there's no sense of culture. And like, especially music, you know, there's so much music and culture that you get from New York City. You got Chicago. You got even like D.C. and Baltimore. They got their slang. They got their style. They got their accents. They have everything. You go to New Orleans. You go to Houston. You go to Florida. You go to, you know, the Bay. You go to like L.A. and Compton and Inglewood. You know, they got neighborhoods and everything. And I'm just like, we have nothing. But then I started to realize that I'm like, okay, what did I grow up listening to? What, you know? And it was like black, just Black music in general, black culture, and everything I'm in love with is the culture, it's the, the music and the culture and the things that came either around the time I was, you know, listening to it, like the current stuff, or it was the stuff that preceded that time, especially the stuff that preceded it. There's a a radio show that comes on on the main the main Rochester radio station, it's like the only urban station. Since then, they started a new one, which I'm not really keen on because I haven't lived in that area so long, but. In so long, but the name of the station is WDKX. Everybody knows DKX. That's like you know, that's the main station. Black people will always have their their phone or not their phone, but they had their radios on in the car or what have you. One hundred three point nine, one hundred four WDKX. You know, everybody knows the number two 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 zero one hundred four. You know, everybody knows the the personalities that work there. Like you know, they're the one of the only independently owned and family owned and operated black owned radio stations. So. I grew up off that station. That station really made me who I am. And I, I tweeted a whole like uh, thread about this and added them in it. And I said, you know, thank y'all for making me. I said, I said with that, I credit WDKX for making me who I am. And it was like, wow, thank you so much for that. Because it's true. It's true. Like the things they would play. So on Saturday morning, there's a radio show by the name of uh, Memory Lane. And... That was the soundtrack, I think, to so many of us Rochesterians, our lives, our Rochesterian lives, us kids and adults. So, you know, you riding around with your mother on, specifically me, riding around with my mother on a Saturday. She's running errands. She got to go pay uh, the electric bill because she would go directly to RG&E, which is, you know, Rochester Gas and Electric. She would go directly to them and pay the bill. Um, sometimes I go in or sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'd stay in the car. You know, and Memory Lane would be on. And they'd be playing old songs. Some of the songs I liked, some of the songs I didn't like because I didn't appreciate them because I was a kid. Um, you know, we go visit aunts. We go here, maybe get some food. We go grocery shopping, anything we would do. You know, we get back in the car and DKX would still be on playing Memory Lane. We go to the public market. We Anything we did, it was, uh, you know, we listened to DKX on Saturday mornings. And we listened to, I listen to WDKX every day. But, you know, Saturday mornings, especially because I feel like that was what I spent. The most time in the car. And um, I realized that was my culture. Just black music, especially then, like all the music that I'm inspired by, the music I love, that comes from that. That's where I heard it. So it's not a regional thing, but it's a, that's the cultural thing. It's, it's just black music. We thrived off of making our 
black brothers and sisters from those other regions, not making them happen, but encouraging them and giving them the, being their audience. You know, we didn't have to have our own sound or anything particular, but we perpetuated black culture the from other regions. We love the music from the West Coast and from New York City and uh, you know, the West Indies, because there's a huge West Indian culture of music, especially in Rochester, in upstate New York, period. You know, we perpetuated those cultures and we loved them and we helped help them thrive. And, you know, we they would come to, they would come to Rochester and we bought their concert tickets. We bought their albums, you know. So I realized that cities like that were important. We didn't have to be the pioneers to have our own sound. Their sound was our sound. We We thrived off of black culture and so when I started to realize that I was like wow that's what it is it's the the music that came before and the music that was there for us and to inspire me that was where it came from so it was it just felt good to kind of reach that epiphany and like because I thought about Solange and I'm just like she's so Houston unapologetically Houston and she you know also loves her New Orleans and that's her home and stuff now but she's very much you know about her Houston and I just think about, I thought about it and I just didn't know what to do. And I just like, damn, I have no cultural identity. But when I, I do, I do. I'm black. That's the, that's the musical identity. It's black. It's black fucking music. And that just gave me such a sense of pride. Because I'm like, you know what? All those people, those famous people that I looked up to and that we friendly, we looked up to and they came before us and before us and before us, they all came to like to Rochester and do shows for the most part. They came to Rochester. A lot of people came to Rochester when they first started out. Or to or any other small city, big town, small city as they call it. You know, Rochester is a small city, but it was not that was one thing it was not lacking and that was culture. And there was plenty of museums and there's art and like, yeah, yes, Rochester's known for Kodak and George, George Eastman and all these wonderful things. So I just, it made me feel good. And I'm just like, thank you to, you know, WDKX for making me realize that, for instilling that in me as a child, that black is, is everything. And being a independently owned and operated black radio station. I know they got offers throughout the years to be bought out plenty of times and they they never did. They still family owned and operated. And, you know, you can count on DKX to be playing at somebody's cookout. You can count on them to be live at whatever event with they, um, it went from being, what was the first one they had? I think they had like a, a Chevy Trailblazer or something. Then they got like a Navigator. Then they got like an Expedition. You can always count on the uh, the black WDKX truck to be at, you know, wherever, at whatever event. They was going to be there broadcasting live. So it made me feel good. And I just, I felt warm inside. So thank you to WDKX for being an amazing radio station and being my childhood. And I also just wanted to say, to wrap up everything I said, to, you know, remember to take those extra precautions and things to get yourself some sleep, especially with it being Sunday today. I don't know when you're going to actually listen to this, but today is Sunday. So no matter what day it is, get yourself some sleep. Ooh, my computer is trying to tell me that my disc is almost full. Mind your business. 
I've been deleting some. I should delete some of this porn I got on my computer. I don't know why I've been downloading porn, but it's just a lot of it on my computer now. But um, yeah, you know, get some sleep. Remember that you ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You, you know, you, you're an adult. You don't have to. You don't owe anybody shit. But you do owe it to yourself, I feel, to tell the truth. Because it feels so much better to be a truthful individual. It's the truth. That part is the truth. And, you know, continue to push forward. Continue to be happy. Continue to love and live and encourage each other and love on each other while you can. You'll find yourself when you put, sometimes you got to push yourself to do something as far as like somebody may want to visit you or something. You're like, I really don't want to. Sometimes when you push yourself a little bit and you just do it and you, A, you end up not regretting that you did it and B, you, you, you end up thinking about it later. You'd be like, damn, I'm glad I did that. So you end up like, especially if something happens to them, you're like, I'm so glad I got that last memory with them. So with that said, I want to say I love you all. Hashtag justice for Tinashe. And have a great week. And remember to always be beautiful and be kind to each other. I love you. I'm just a DJ, baby, mixing for you. I will not stop until this club night is It's turning me on my That's the end? Yes, Janet, that's the end.